0: Dolls. Hello. Hi. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carol. And you're listening to Scary Not Scary podcast. Yay!
1: Ew. <laughs> yay! Yay! The yay sounded like it hurt.
0: We had a long ass week. Oh <sighs> my gosh. Yes. <laughs>
1: We couldn't go nowhere. We were snowed in. <laughs> People <laughs> called it the snowpocalypse. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> snowvid. I called snowvid. it snowvid nineteen. <laughs> my cousin, she,
0: um, she makes themselves like cups and shirts and stuff, and she posted on her Snapchat that she made um she made a little cup that said I survived. I survived snowvid twenty twenty one. Snowvid.
2: God. I want one. I just mm-hmm. want one normal month. Just one. <laughs>
0: it, there's no such thing. As <laughs> there isn't anymore. A normal month or a normal year, no. like. Uh-uh. We're in, what, February, and, like, Texas of all states got snowed in. I know, which is so random. Well, I know there's, like, some cities and, like, little towns in Texas that get snowed in, but San Antonio. Like, Like it never snows here. Like, never, deep south Texas got snowed in. Laredo, Texas got snowed in.
1: You guys, I got with, I got, um... I fought with so many people online. Like I would get on TikTok <laughs> and I would see them making videos about Texas crying over snow. And I'm like, we're not crying over snow. We don't have um light or water or like I was just going off on we're all these just, people. You
0: know, like and somebody else, they were like, oh, Texas is so ghetto because their houses can't hold up the snow. OK, we are not built to be snowed in. Okay, It's hot usually. We deal with 115 degree sunny, like Summers like humid, you know I mean? like, humidity and yes. like just hot, piercing sun that you can pretty
1: much go outside and like boil an egg. Yeah, make yeah, so no, side up really. egg on the. Sidewalk, and then I started fighting with people from California that were like, "Oh, California is better." I, and I'm California. like, "Were n't you just on fire? Oh my God, <laughs> Texas and California were, were fighting just so fire. bad
0: yeah. on TikTok. Like, I was sitting there with my popcorn, like, holy <laughs> shit, everybody's fighting. It was like Texas versus California. Yeah. And I messaged my aunt who's from California, and I was like, "Um, hello, why are you fighting with us? But no, she's like a big like San Antonio Spurs, Texas. Like Texas is her home, and she's yeah. like, "Don't fuck with my family." Like.
1: No, I know That's I crazy. have family in California too, but I didn't talk to them. I was mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at you. Don't I'm mad at me. you just because you live in California. But I was, was fighting like- with everybody,
0: dude. Somebody was like, um, I hope California breaks off from the U.S. except for all the hot celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> except for all the hot
2: celebrities. Oh, but, my gosh. I mean, like,
0: it, everybody was just fighting, but I'm, I don't know. everybody. I mean,
1: it was, it was just a me. strange week. It was, it was a m- very random. strange week. No, I've never said this because I've no never hate on California like a, though. Just saying, like, I never had like a job that I liked, but I actually missed going to work this past no week. I didn't. You did? Yeah.
0: I didn't want to be. At no, work. I miss driving to my parents' house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Like just leaving, like she getting said, out. I miss going to do hood rat shit with my friends. <laughs> I miss doing hot girl shit. <laughs> I can't talk right now. I'm doing out, shit.
2: Yeah. It's Ew. like it makes it worse, right? Like when you know you're not allowed to go anywhere, you're just, like, damn it. Yeah, I like I went places. to H-E-B oh, to go grocery
0: shopping. And like I, I was like, should I go right now? And Tim's like, no, don't go out. I'm going to go. We need this. We need that. And like I would leave. And then I would tell my mom like, hey, like I'm at H-E-B, blah, blah. blah. And like I'll text her. And then she was calling me, why do I need to And my dad, why are you driving out in this weather? I'm like, it's not even like it's on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out. <laughs> I just need to get out of the house. Yeah.
1: But I don't know oh, that people are
0: being mean oh, guys we
1: have to be kind to one another yes, yes. even though I fight with y'all <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was just
1: more about like emo- I don't know it's like- just emotional because people were really dying out here yeah it was
0: hard. Like, yeah. I couldn't really watch the news that whole week because mm-hmm. they were like, do, like, I feel like they were covering all of the horrible stuff that was happening, but they weren't covering all the great stuff that was happening. Like, there's people that opened up their homes for their neighbors. Um, there was an HEB here in San Antonio when people were shopping. Um, their electricity, everything went out, and they were allowing the customers to leave with their baskets full of food for free. Um, we have a friend we actually have a mutual friend uh, Dusty she said that in her neighborhood there was an apartment complex that burned Burned down down. and the fire department couldn't put out the fire because they didn't have water and there was a Marriott down the street that opened up all their rooms to all the residents that lost their homes at that apartment complex so like there's so many good Good things and like The good things that happen in this horrible week, and it really brought out the humanity, but the news doesn't cover that. No, of course not. They cover all the horrible stuff. They cover the stuff that gets stories. They also cover Ted Cruz and (laughs) Cancun. Yeah, they covered that, too.
2: Oh, God. (laughs) But,
0: I mean... Just shout out to everybody, especially here in San Antonio, that helped one another out. Yeah. Shout out For to real. H-E-B. Yes, oh my H-E-B. God. My dad. I shout zero. out to my dad. Like My dad is one of the partners at H-E-B. He is in charge of the warehouses. And like my mom said like every day he was in the meeting, they were trying to figure out like how to get all the essentials out to people, even during the snowstorm. Like I see my dad, like how hard he works and how hard those warehouses work mm-hmm. and how hard those truck drivers work. Like, just everybody that's a part of H-E-B, thank you. So shout a out cake. to H-E-B. H-E-B. We're
2: going to make your dad a No cake.
1: store does more. <laughs> ah. Here, That's a Everything local, right? is better. <laughs> I love H-E-B. For real though, like H-E-B is always there. Yeah,
2: like, there is one H-E-B like,
1: that was giving out their, um, what is it, flower bouquets to and people it's when they were walking even, out like, to make them feel better. Yeah, and yeah. it's
0: not even like just Stop. Texas or San Antonio. Guys, you understand, my dad's a part of the emergency team. Like when Hurricane Katrina happened, like my dad went over there. To help them out with Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Harvey, he was out in Corpus during the hurricane, like to make sure they got waters out to people. Like, um, some teams went out to California to give out waters when they had, you know, their fires and stuff. Like, they are involved with the whole entire U.S., so it's not just here in Texas. That's
1: why H.E.B. is the best. Okay, guys, I'm gonna cry. (laughs) I love, I
2: love us. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk.
1: No, we don't talk about uh, Ted no more.
2: i <laughs> I did see a meme, though, this morning that was hilarious where it was like, look at uh, San Antonio or Texas being all beautiful when it didn't just try to kill us three oh days yeah. ago. <laughs> we were talking about that. when We right. picked up our boba tea. Oh, yes,
1: guys. We are drinking boba yeah, tea. We got our boba tea. It's delicious.
2: It. I tried it for the first time and we, I love it.
1: We
0: popped our boba tea cherry. <laughs>
2: guys, I just, I love it. We needed a fuel
0: up, so we went and got boba tea. There's a local cafe called Alien Cafe on Bobcock and they are amazing. They're super cute there. I
2: want so, like, to go like go visit actual. them.
1: But yeah, Ugh. we had a long week. Sorry, guys. I saw you, you getting emotional. I know. I, <laughs> I was, was like, let me cry. let me not look at you. <laughs> no, it's just like it's just it was a lot. But yeah. like all my my nieces and my nephews. They came over and their boyfriends and we all stayed in my room and, yeah. and in the living room. So we all like cuddled up all week. So I just was, hope everything goes
0: back to normal. hope everybody has water and electricity and, and essentials <laughs> like milk, eggs, everything. Yeah. I think
1: within the, my yeah. dad said within <clears throat> the next week, like everything will go back to normal again. It, the only thing that annoys me is people panic by Yay. your your kid doesn't need 10 bags of hot Cheetos. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Say some for me. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, we went, went to the the Family Dollar, and I was like, "Okay, we're just gonna get some essentials, some chips." <laughs> I told my niece, <laughs> and we get there, and they only have the fake chips, like the dollar store <laughs> chips, left. and I was like, "You motherfuckers!" <laughs>
2: like this, Give me my no hot Cheetos,
1: I don't want. Yeah, Flamings. no.
2: The other day,
0: I went to H E B, like everything was out. Like they took even all the nasty chips. They took. <laughs> <laughs> everything like the whole uh. aisle was just like gone and then i went to the frozen aisle because i was gonna get some frozen pizza because you know sabrina pizza pizza
1: pizza yeah um
0: no all he had left was like the earth planted pizza <laughs> for the cauliflower pizza yes <laughs> They're like just the oh, cauliflower I want that. pizza and like the earth-based pizza i was oh. like i don't want that shit but that was the only thing that was there i was like i'm not buying i'm not spending 15 dollars on that Mm-mm. no thank you and then those they had things. announced that they had water, water, uh, packs of water to give out. And I was like, oh, let me go stand in line because we need water. And then the guy goes, yeah, those are like $12 a, <gasps> a thing. I was like, because it was, it was like the expensive branded water. Aye. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to spend 12 bucks on like eight things of water. They're like,
1: Hell I'm no. good. No, thank you. People yeah, it was just insane. But I'm but glad that's over we're getting, with. We're getting back to it.
0: Yes, and if we have any listeners in California, we love you guys. It's just the people on the internet that are being really <laughs> ugly and mean and like,
1: and I fight not back. understanding. <laughs> I'm just saying, I fight back. I had to get off TikTok because it was just it was too much for me. Yeah, was getting I was getting mad. And I really I will defend Texas until I die. Like. I'm sorry. Somebody
0: was like, that's what they get for voting for
1: you know who. And I was like, oh, God. Here we go again. (laughs) Oh, let's not get into that. Anyway, everyone brings politics into everything. It's annoying. Somebody was like,
0: "It's Joe Biden's fault why Texas is Snowden and somebody was like, "Yeah, if Trump was president. Um, he would have done something about it." And then somebody else posted, "What was he gonna do? Put a put an igloo or put a dome over Texas?
1: Put a dome, <laughs> d- 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 Doug
0: <laughs> And It's just like there's some stuff on there that was funny, but Jesus, <clears throat> yeah. But I'm
1: glad everybody's okay. We love you guys. Oh, my voice cracked. <laughs>
0: love you guys. <laughs> we really do love you guys.
1: All right. All yeah. of our
0: listeners from all the states, even in California, we love you. Thank you for yes. listening. And thank you for listening to us ramble. Yeah, thanks. And now we're gonna... We just needed to get that <laughs> off our chest. This is... <sighs> it's been a
1: long week. Yes, yes it has.
0: And uh, one more thing. Ashley's going to pop out the baby any
1: day. Yeah. Everyone's I giving feel birth. It. <laughs> oh, everyone's giving she birth. feels it in her butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: so... This week, we are going to be talking about me. Stalkers. 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 Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I personally
1: stalked Kato. Just kidding. (laughs) I knew it. She stalked me from the very first time our schools merged. You're such a liar. You did. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even know me, and you
0: were calling my name for uh, one of our friends. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. I stalked (laughs) you. I was walking in the cafeteria, and I just hear... Mandy!
1: Mandy! And I was like, I didn't even recognize your voice. I just turned around like, what? And then I turned around. I was just calling her because one of my friends knew her from when they were little. And she's like, I think that girl's name is Miranda, but I don't want to shout out. And I'm like, Mandy! <laughs> I had no shame. And then I was like, hey, how's it going? And we were talking. She goes, this is Gato,
0: And you're like, yeah, I called your name. I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And then at cheer practice, there she is in the, in the studio. And I was like, oh, hey! That's how and we became friends. That's how
1: it all started. Anyway, history we
0: always talk about our cheer days. And then Ashley stalked me and forced me to join drama. Yes. <laughs> the drama <I> team. <laughs> Y'all don't need no more drama. And then Tim stalked me to marry him. Right. And then I gave in.
1: I married myself. I mean, we all <laughs> stalked <laughs> each other. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> we all did some form of stalking. Mm-hmm. We,
1: I think we all did. <laughs> We've all done it, like on like Facebook. On, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not to the extreme. Of some of these people that we're about to talk about.
0: Yeah, so we're going to be talking about stalkers. And we all each uh, (sighs) research certain stalker stories. And a lot of these are disturbing. Very. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very disturbing. It's scary. It is scary. It makes me just like want to stay home and not go anywhere. (laughs) Yep. So I'm going to go first. Um, I got this one actually off of Reddit. And this is a very true story. Um, this victim is actually thinking about writing a book about her story. And this happened back in 1979 till 1978. So this was way before, like, the stalking laws were even established. So I can only imagine, like, how things were. Like, this was just one victim who told her story. I can't even imagine, like, how many other people back then were being stalked like this. Yeah. But, Basically, she said uh, before her 10th birthday, uh, she walked to the corner store with the $5 bill to pick up a jar of ragu um, for her mom at the little store that was down the street. So she said on her way home um, that this man came up to her that she's never seen stepped in front of her. And he said, hi, very cheerfully. And he said, my name is Dr. Ramsey. I'm a pediatrician. Do you know what a pediatrician is? And she said that she just kind of like, kept walking home but she was like very quiet and she said that as she was writing the post to reddit that she was like she said it was almost like it happened yesterday that you know this whole ordeal happened and she said that he just kept talking to her and like trying to make conversation and he she said that he was uh, a tall man he was uh He was just – he was, like, in a suit, and he just kept chattering to her, like, just trying to make conversation with her, but she said that she was just very quiet. And um, he continued to tell her, are your parents looking for a pediatrician for you? Of course, you're a big girl now. You'll be needing another kind of doctor soon, won't you? Oh. Oh, And he said, that's okay, though. They can still bring you to me until then. What's your name? You have beautiful hair. I – I was just on my way to get some suckers from the candy jar in my office. Do you like suckers? So she said, thankfully, like, they were already nearing her house. And she said the whole time she just felt super uncomfortable. And, like, it was almost like her spidey senses were tingling. Like, she knew something was wrong. So she said when they got to her house, like, near her house, she just took off and ran to her house, went up the steps, and, like, went through the kitchen door and was just, like, looking, like, outside the window. And then he took off and left. And she said that not long after that, supposedly Dr. Ramsey, who he says he is, began just showing up to her house, driving by her house, waving at her whenever she was playing outside. Like every corner, like every everywhere she turned, or every anytime she looked outside, like she saw him there. And then she said the phone calls began. How he got their number, oh I don't fucking know, but he got there now he got the house number and she said that one day her dad called her into the living room and was like very serious and um he asked about the date and um he asked about the day she met dr ramsey and she told him the story again and um he was like did, did you, are you sure you didn't say anything to him? Like, does he, did you tell him your name? She goes, no, he asked me for my name, but I, I didn't say anything. But before that conversation with her dad, she was telling her mom, like, mom, like, I keep seeing this doctor pass by the house. Like, it's weird. And her mom kind of blew it off. and was like, no, maybe he's just going to work. Maybe we're at the route to work. And she felt like, no, something's mm-hmm. wrong. So then her dad came up to her and had this conversation, was questioning her about the day she met him. And so she tells him the conversation and she's like, no, like he was talking to me, asking me questions, but I wasn't really saying anything back. And he said specifically, did you tell him your name? And she goes, no, like I never told him my name. And he goes, because he knows your name. And she's like, I don't understand how he knows my name. Like, no, I didn't tell him my name. Like he just started talking to me, blah, blah, blah. So then it turns out, that he knew everything. He knew his her sister's name. He knew the brother's name. He knew the parents, the phone number where they lived, where she went to school, where the parents were, where her older brother went to school. When the parents were out of town, knew her whole schedule, everything. So she said her whole world like turned upside down after that. So when things got super complicated, they called the police. And she said the stalking laws were obviously not in place back then. So, there wasn't a lot that the police could do. So, they basically said, well, if he tries anything, go ahead and give us a call. Okay. Can you imagine, like... Wait, how old is she? She's 10 years old. 10? 10 years old. And they're not going to... And they pretty much said, yeah, well, you know, if he tries anything, give us a call. But right now, there's nothing we can do. There's not much we can go on. Like, she's 10. Yeah, so... She said that that same day that her dad called a close friend of his, and he happened to be a cop in a different county. And so his friend took it upon himself to, like, help them out. He The friend went with the parents to the school to inform the school, like, hey, this is what's going on. My daughter has a stalker. He goes by the name Dr. Ramsey. Like, if anybody tries to check her out, whatever, like, don't do anything you need to call and check with me and my wife first. Like she does not leave the school unless it's with me, my wife, or one of her older brothers. So um, she said that everything for her went to the hall. She said the next month um, her dad's friend who was a cop escorted her to and from school. And she said that life as she knew it was just, like, turned upside down. She said she couldn't walk to school alone. She couldn't play outside. She couldn't play outside at school or at her house. She couldn't walk to the Super America, which she said it's like a 7-Eleven. But it's like a 7-Eleven for those who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> um, she said that she was, like, completely to deny things, at, like, to do as a kid. And she said that things escalated from there she said um this was around the time he began threatening his her sister so she said one afternoon her sister and two of her brothers her mom uh, went to the kitchen and one of the older brothers saw a, a glimpse of somebody in the inside their garage and Turned out to be that guy, doctor. <gasps> supposedly, Doctor Ramsey, who bolted out of the garage, and like her older brother went chasing after him. And she said that they ran all the way down to Sherry Oak Park, where they lost him in in some trees that were over there. She said the parents called the cops again. Nothing came of it. The only information that was um, the only information they were able to give was the description of the man. And they said that well, obviously the name's fake, and we can't really go off of anything with the description. So just call us back if anything else happens.
1: Oh my God.
2: Like, this is the second time, yo.
0: This is where it gets really sad. So she said a couple of weeks later, they woke up to find their dog hanging from the side <gasps> porch. No. And she said that she was a super gorgeous saddleback German shepherd who was born on the same day she was. So she grew up with this dog. And this dog was a huge part of the family. So she said, obviously, like, they were all devastated. And they knew it had to be him because whenever the dog started barking, they knew somebody was around. Like, regardless whether it was doctor R- that guy, Dr. Ramsey or not, like, it they, they kind of alerted them. So um, they called the cops. The cops said there was no evidence that it was actually him. They ruled it an accident. Um, Of course, the family didn't believe that. But once again, the cops didn't do anything.
2: An accident.
0: Yes. So then she said that his phone calls became more informative. In the meantime, he would talk about who was home, who wasn't home Um, if her brother would say that their dad was home he would tell them um, no really who's really in the house because he was outside watching them so he was stalking them 24 7 so he saw who left and who went inside the home and when he was talking to the brother he said that oh you see this window right here by the kitchen i can easily open it with the knife from the outside even if it was locked and how about those french doors that connect to the living room to the side porch?" Um, I could unlock that. I could fidget it a little bit and just jiggle it and be right outside. So she said at night that her dad would put some carpenter nails at the bottom of the French doors until he can get new locks ordered for the doors. And he said that he bolted uh, all the windows shut because he didn't want this man to get inside. And obviously, like the cops weren't doing anything to help them. So he was taking matters into his own hands. So he said that. Or oh, I'm sorry, she said that her parents had to go to company events, and these were like mandatory events that they had to go to. So this one time that their parents went to a company event, her older brother were her older brothers were at the Saints roller ro- roller skating ring, and it was her and her sister who was home. And she said that her sister was talking on the phone with her best friend. Her little brother was asleep on the floor in the living room, and then she said that she was watching some midnight special um on TV, and she said it was super late. And she said suddenly the top of the French doors swung inward and um, like from the outside of the house. And she said they swung inward and she jumped up halfway and she said that she saw like um, a silhouette of somebody. And she said that she watched from the window for a while and didn't see anything. And then she. Saw him standing there. So she said that her sister screamed. She ran up the stairs and she was starting to run up the stairs. And they were halfway up the stairs when they realized that their little brother was still asleep in the living room. Oh so they had God. to sneak down the stairs, like army crawl on the floor, grab the little brother. Then they had to go hide in like a linen closet. And then... um he started knocking on the door like super loudly so then his sister screamed like what do you want and he said this is mercy Res- is this a mercy residence i have a pizza delivery for you oh, and the sister was like obviously we didn't order pizza and she goes what do you think i'm stupid like we're gonna call the cops so he said can you just come to the door i have pizza for you you ordered pizza like still pretending to be a pizza delivery guy so, she said, like, the mm-hmm. sister was like, uh, yeah, well, no, we're not stupid. Like, we're going to call the cops. So, Mm-mm. the sister called the cops. And, of course, when he heard her calling the cops, he took off and left. Obviously, nothing came of it. They took down an, the report, and that's it. Um, she said a short while well, time later, she said that her brothers returned home. Um, they told them everything that happened. But, first of all. If something like this was happening to my siblings, I would not leave to the skating rink. No. I would not leave my little sister's home alone. I wouldn't either. Like. No. I, I wouldn't. If, yeah. I, if I was going, I would take her with me. I would, yeah. I would have taken her with me. Yeah. But, like, what? You. But on. you know what I was thinking? Like, the parents are out of town. They're like, ah, oh, we're going to go with their friends. Like, maybe they True. weren't really taking it as serious. I don't maybe know. not. She doesn't mention how old they are either. So I'm assuming they're like in high school. Yeah. So she said when her brothers returned home um they told everything that happened they told the brothers everything that happened so of course the brothers slip out one of the brothers went to the front yard and they were looking around because even when he leaves they know he's still around watching so she said that um they're all like didn't know what to do so they had a kitchen knife and they were like keeping watch in the house so like they were taking shifts throughout the night keeping watch like making sure he wasn't getting inside. So she said uh, on uh, one of her brothers watch um, that he actually went into the kitchen to get a bowl of cereal, as a snack, and she said that he had a sensation, like if he knew somebody was, like he felt somebody watching him, and he couldn't shake it off. So he said he kept looking around, like down the hallway, he kept looking through the windows, but he said that he can still feel like somebody had eyes on him. So he said that he looked through the window and he couldn't see anything. And he said that he got closer to the window until he saw his own reflection. And then he put, like, he cuffed his hands, like, over his eyes and, like, peeked in the window. And he just saw, like, his uh, Dr. Ramsey's face staring back at him <gasps> and just oh smiling God. at him. Oh. So he said that he, he, like, screamed for his older brother. Um, and him and his older brother went back out again to look for him. So they could pretty much, you know, beat the shit out of him. But he took off and left.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, hey, so that's annoying. creepy. Nope.
0: Yeah. So he said the next night they were playing. They were up playing. And mind you, the parents are still out of town. Good. So Lord. the next night they were playing Crazy Eights. And she said that the her sister asked the older brother, like, what's wrong? Because he was, like, super fidgety and looking around. And he goes, I just feel like any moment we're going to hear, like, a knock on that door or something happening. He's like, and I just want this to be over with. And so, sure enough, seconds later, boom, boom, boom. There's somebody knocking on the Oy. door. No, not at the door. Something knocking at the window right behind him. So he was standing there <gasps> listening to their conversation. Oh my God. So her two older brothers once again ran outside to grab him, but he was gone.
2: Like, <laughs> what? Why wouldn't they like in their, their like cop friend? Like, wouldn't there? Why wouldn't their cop friend
1: be there? Like.
0: I mean, if he works at another county, I'm pretty sure, like, there's so much his, he can do. It's not his true. jurisdiction
1: or what do they say? Jurisdiction. Yeah, jurisdiction. Yeah. Something of like that. Yeah.
0: So she said a couple of weeks later, um, she was at school and they were outside playing during recess. And she was sneaking upside down on, like, the monkey bars. And she said that she noticed a very familiar blue Ford Galaxy uh, cruising around and moving very slowly. So she said that she hopped down from the monkey bars and she really looked at him and it was Dr. Ramsey smiling at her and waving hi. So she said that she ran to the teacher and told the teacher and the teacher took her inside right away. So she said that... Um, mm. The school had been told, obviously, all about them. They took her took her and started right away. She said that same day, her mom had gotten a call from the school office asking her to verify that her dad was picking her up because supposedly he called and said that he was on his way. Her dad wasn't on his way. Her dad was at another it convention. Was it was him. Oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So she said, not long after that, she woke up one night super thirsty. She went down to the kitchen for a drink, sitting alone in the dark was her dad. And she said that on the table he had a gun. And he was tired of the police waiting until Dr. Ramsey tried something. And he was tired. He was tired of being afraid every time he left work that something would happen to any of them, especially her. Um, he she said that she sat with him for a while watching before she sent him, before he sent her back to bed. So she said those events and many more took place over around 18 months. then suddenly as it began she said it was over she's like he vanished like from their lives it's like he fell off the face of the earth like nobody knows what happened to him she said the dr ramsey days uh since the dr ramsey days she has like reoccurring nightmares even as an adult she said as a child she would wake up um like if she would wake up from nightmares and she said when she would wake up she would see like a shadowy figure standing over her but it was just like she was still dreaming she had night terrors like after that like she couldn't None of them could be the same after that. So she said that she found out years later that when he was calling, that that guy, Dr. Ramsey, told her parents that he was going to rape and kill her. And then after that, he was going to rape and kill the little sister, too. (gasps) <gasps> like and he went into details on like what he was gonna do it how he was gonna do it like so I can't even imagine like oh as God. a parent you know what I mean like what do you do
1: I would kill a motherfucker that's what I would do so
0: she was like I don't know I don't know what happened to him he disappeared he was in a car wreck I, I don't know if he's locked in prison I don't know if he's in a coma somewhere if he tried this on somebody else and he's locked up she was like but sometimes I wonder if if, if the weight If I waited near the end with my dad, sitting with my dad in a dark kitchen, I don't know if my dad saw him and I don't know what what maybe he's done. So she's thinking, she said that she's come up with possibilities that maybe her dad killed him Mm -hmm. and just didn't say anything. Because in the comments, somebody said, um, you know, that maybe what if you're, have you ever asked your dad, like, if he killed him? And she was like, no. And I don't know if I want to know. She was like, but um, I remember asking my mom, you know, about that, a little bit about it. And she said that her mom, uh, that the dad told the mom that he set up a meeting with Dr. Ramsey for them to talk. But oh, shortly after oh. that meet, after that meeting is when like he, he stopped vanished. showing up and he just vanished. So I'm like, you go, dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go, dad.
0: But it's like, what are you going to do? Like, the cops aren't doing anything. Nobody is going to help you out. Like, you have to how protect hopeless. your family.
1: Like, how hopeless would you feel? Like,
0: But <sighs> I can only imagine, like, how exhausted he was, you know, like, just sitting there with that gun and probably just, like, contemplating, like, I bet you he was sitting there, like, just thinking about it, like, going back and forth on what to do.
2: Well, yeah, like, that's his kid, like, <sighs> He's swimming with the fishes yeah <laughs> swimming with
0: so the fishes. she did say that she is going to write this story or she's gonna write their experience into a book she just wants to get like all of her family's permissions first she's gonna change the names obviously mm-hmm. um but yeah she wants to uh she wants to make it into a story That's that would be
1: insane. a really good book because she's giving you like exactly in detail like what was happening going through her head like
2: Oh like, gosh. that's just crazy. It baffles me even more
1: because she's 10. Ugh. Like, wh- and then he's all, and then I'll go
2: after the little sister. Like, like what a really? sick-ass motherfucker. It's like, I know, like, sometimes the cops, they do that, like, older, you know, like, people. But she's a kid. Like, why wouldn't you take it even more? Like, obviously, obviously the kid's not going to lie to you. Like, yeah. seriously. Oh, she actually updated this a few
0: years, uh, a few, um, I think like two years ago. Oh, she did. A year ago, she uh, she put update. I'm working on bringing this story to a book format. Um, I'm doing I'm doing it partly because writing about it is proven to be is proven to be good therapy for me, and partly because I want to help others see that this is survive. This is about survival, and I want others to know that they're not alone. I'm going around my family and interviewing them to try to fill in the gaps that are in my own memories. She's like, I even interviewed my dad, oh. and I asked him what finally happened to Dr. Ramsey, and that's not going to be revealed until the end of my book.
1: I, I think the dad killed him. Oh, I want to we'll read, read her book. Too. Uh. I want to get it. I want to
2: read it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> <sighs> I, think, I need to look I, think it he, up. I think he killed. It. Good job.
0: Oh, she has a little GoFundMe account. Donate a dollar. That's all I got.
2: A dollar? A dollar? A dollar? A dollar?
0: Oh, that was such a long story, right?
2: But that was a good one, though. It was. Just my makes heart, me mad my because she was hurts. ten years old and they didn't like. Ugh. Yeah. Like I, I would have put her. like a cop like outside like patrolling, like in an unmarked car or something. Honestly,
1: cops, I, I don't think they would do that. Like they'll probably just like be like, okay, we can only do this for. Maybe like an hour. Yeah. Or we can. Yeah. But they're not gonna take their time to like unless you hire freaking
2: security guards you know yeah but that's but like, expensive 19 well, what did you say was 76? 76 Seventy six. back then obviously yeah it was a lot different as well but yeah that's just that's insane
0: it's just sad like i feel sad for them me too i'm going to cry that was I yeah 1978 f- to 79 when all this happened when i get my
2: own house i'm gonna booby trap it
0: Yeah. <laughs> do you know what's so sad too is that uh-huh. these are the these are the things that she remembers So if there's like holes in her memory, like gaps in her memory, I can't even imagine like what the brothers experience, what
2: the little sister experienced. What if he like went and like you know stalked each one of them?
0: Yeah, to know their routine, I would imagine he was just like camped outside of their house,
1: watching every move. And like not only that, who has time for that?
2: Such a good job.
0: But you know what I can't get over is when the brother said, I know any second we're gonna get a boom boom on the door and then there is a bang bang on the window and he's fucking standing there smiling, like (gasps)
1: laughing, like it's a freaking joke. Like you can't can't catch me try and move I would have hit the knife and just boom fucking shit. Pissed off. (laughs) I'm already mad. I can't do this right now. I'm gonna walk away. (laughs) (laughs) I need a sip of my boba tea.
2: (laughs) That's it. Ama, that's it. Drink your boba tea. Oh no. I can't. I can't do that. I don't like it. It, Oh me. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, you hear me chewing the boba? (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so um just shake it off, Ashley. Shake it off. <laughs> it just makes it me off. mad because she's ten years old. She's so
1: little like grown ass man stop I made me mad like when like he's that. like, You're gonna need a different kind of doctor soon. Like you yeah, fucking sicko! Like really? Motherfucker. I would have yeah. been like, You're gonna need a colonoscopy. You know bitch. I just
0: thank God because I feel like <laughs> there was like Stick no cameras or anything back then. So he could have easily like snatched her up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, it was the probably the thrill of just, like, stalking her and terrorizing the parents and terrorizing her and the siblings that, like, what he got off off of. Yeah.
2: (sighs) Okay. Next. Uh (laughs) Thank you. Time to get mad again. (laughs) Okay, so Uh this one's kind of a little bit long, but, um, so... (laughs) This girl, it was her first year at um, college, doesn't say what college she goes to, but um, it was her first year and she was living in the dorms and the dorms. This is important. So you had to have a key card to even get into the dorm room and then that same key card for each and every floor. So even if like you lived in the same building, but you were on the third or fourth floor, you couldn't get access to the other floors without a key card. Okay, so that's important. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, So she played sports and she had injured herself, right? So she couldn't go to like any parties or like anything like that. And she really loved like Halloween. And so um, she decided like, okay, I will, I can't go to any parties and stuff because I think her, something was injured in like her body. So she ended up um, helping some of her friends like with her costume, with their costumes and their makeup and stuff. And she finished with one of her friends. So she was on her way back to her room um in her in her dorm room and there was a guy that popped up like right outside her dorm before she was about to get in and he introduced himself she's like we chatted for a little bit he was kind of funny and then we exchanged email addresses she's like then i'm going up to my uh roomed and we said good night and he kind of starts like following walking behind her so she just thinks like okay maybe he's visiting somebody you know or something here But he follows her like all the way kind of up to her room. And she says she felt uneasy about it and didn't know like what to do. And so she kind of tried to like nonchalantly tell him like, okay, like good night. I'm going to go to my room now. Like bye. Um, But he tried to actually follow her into her room. Like she was about to do like the key card and he was like right behind her, like kind of like pushing up against her to get into the room. And so she finally said like, hey, like you need to leave like, Right now, you need to go because I'm going into my room. So she kind of brushed it off at first and thought, like, okay, maybe he's just drunk. Like, it's Halloween. Like, he's just drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so before she went to bed, she checked her emails. By the time she got into her room, put down all her stuff, she watched a movie. And before she was doing it, so maybe, like, two hours, she had five emails from this guy already telling her, I'm so glad that we're friends. I'm so glad I met you. And then asking her, hey, why aren't you online? Why aren't you online? Like, he kept emailing her, like, within mm-hmm. that night. So then uh, she says a few days later, she gets a knock on her door, and she opens it, and it's him. And she at first is like creeped out because she's like, how the hell did you even get up here? Like, you can't get up here without a key card. So she like politely tells him like, oh, like, I'm sorry, like, I'm studying. I need to like, you know, be by myself. So the next day, he stayed at her door again. Like, he was like outside her door knocking on the door. She didn't answer it. Then two days later, she gets a call from like one of the residence hall people And they tell her, like, hey, don't come to your room because this guy's been camping out in front of your room for, like, two, three hours. Like, he was just sitting there outside her dorm room door. Just sitting there. So, she goes over to another friend's um, uh, dorm room and she spends the nights there. Uh, That way, like, you know, she doesn't go or anything like that. So, then her roommate um, comes home. Uh, They're both there. This was, like, a couple days later. And she tells her roommate, like, do not open the door if you see this guy, like, He's like creepy. He's been emailing me. Like, don't talk to him. Don't let him in. Like nothing. If he says we're friends, we're not. Like, I don't know him at all. So she's like, okay, okay. So um at this point, uh, she's starting to get freaked out, right? Because she's getting more emails from him and she wasn't online and she wasn't responding to his emails. So he kept asking her, like, why are not she responding to me? I thought we were friends, like, what's going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. We had a really nice talk. We were like, you know, getting to know each other. So he's being like really creepy. So she's freaked out. Um, and she didn't tell anybody about it, except for her roommate and a couple of like the r a people in there in the hallway. Um, so she wasn't paying attention one day until one of her friends that was walking with her mentioned that he was following her to her classes, like each and every class she was follow he was following her. She fa- he followed her to the cafeteria, and he was always trying to follow her home and get access into the building. So he would like wait for other people too. So, like, get in there and then he would wait at her floor to see if anybody else would, like, get access in oh there so that he could go behind and get in there. So annoying. Yeah. So then after about, like, I think she said maybe, like, two and a half weeks of that going on, um, he started calling her. And he, she never gave him her phone number or nothing like that. So she doesn't know how in the world um, he got her phone number. And at first it would be, like, maybe one or two calls a day. Um, then so finally she answered and told him, like, leave me alone. I like we're not friends anymore. Like, don't don't talk to me like anything like that. Um, but the only problem was her phone. Um, I, it doesn't say when this was, but she didn't have a uh, caller ID and he would call from like a private like number. So she couldn't even call it back or give the phone number to like anybody. So um, she was waiting for a call for a part time job. Um, and she answered the phone and he was just like telling her like all these creepy things, like, I want to hang out with you. Like, why won't you hang out with me? You're being mean. You need to be nice to me. Um, and like just telling her like, um, how pretty she was and that, um, he just wants to get to know her like all on the phone. Like she would like answer it. Right. So, um, she was starting to get really, really freaked out about this. Um, so then, um, she went back to the RA person that lives in the dorm room and was, like, telling her, what do we do? Like, we need to do something because this guy is, like, not leaving me alone. He's calling me. He's following me to class. Like, is there anything this the school can do, that the dorm rooms can do? Like, anything like that. And basically, they told her, like, no. Like, there's really nothing <sighs> that we can do. And it's then now. she started feeling really awful because then he started following her roommate, and asking the roommate like where is she why isn't she calling me like why not this and he started calling the roommate how she he got the roommate's phone number I have no idea but he was basically like trying to go through the roommate to get to her so she felt bad because she was putting her roommate you know like through all of this so she doesn't know what happened but um she said that I I think it was like either one of not the RAs but like Cause in college there's like the RAs and then there's like, um, what is it called? Like the head of like the, like the dorm rooms or like the room and board person, like the, the higher up person. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know what happened, but apparently the RA told her, told her like, Hey, that person or whatever, talked to the guy. So she doesn't know what happened, uh, behind the closed doors, like after they talked to him. But he was told to apparently leave her alone and that if he um, if he made any further contact with her, that he would be kicked out of the dorms and then eventually kicked out of the entire school. So some someone in there was like on her side and was like helping her. Mm -hmm. But there was this one last email that he sent to her uh, that was basically telling her how awful she was how could she do this to him? They were so happy together that um, how could she cheat on him with other men? And like, why would she do that? And um, that she's just an awful person and that he'll never forget this and like blah, blah, blah. But that after that, like she, he left her alone. So she would still see him around campus, but every single time, like she would see him or he would see her, he would kind of like walk like the other way or go somewhere else, but she would always still kind of catch him like staring at her like every now and then but after that he never tried to approach her or never again like emailed her or called her or try to get her attention but he would just like stare at her from like afar so he was uh, still there
1: how do these people think yeah. that's
2: okay yeah
1: they're sick delusional
2: literally sick yeah <laughs> i was like why would you think that you were like in a relationship with her? Like after one conversation, wasn't even like a whole long conversation, just a quick
1: like, "Oh hey, like blah blah blah, okay, bye." Yeah, some people you give that never get attention, you give them a
2: little bit and they run with it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "That's scary." And it, it, I don't know where she went to college at, but like my school that I went to, like even though there was like lamp posts on campus, it's very dark like when you're walking at night, like by yourself. And sometimes like the campus is spread out. So even if you go from like one side to like your dorm room, you're walking like by yourself.
0: Yeah. Like at mm-hmm. night.
2: I took like one night class. And after that, I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm taking them during the day. I was like, I don't like this. This is creepy. Yeah. Do you, you would have know. to walk
0: home by yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Because my class was
2: like six to eight o'clock. And then so by eight o'clock, it was already like dark. And I was like, This is creepy because there's nobody on campus like around that time. So I was like, ooh. Okay. Uh, I have one more. It's called the Subway Stalker. And this one's even, I think this one's even creepier. Mm -hmm. So um, she was a 20-year-old girl and uh, she was working at Subway. And um, it was about like a year into her working there. And there was a guy that would come in. He was a regular, like every day for lunch. Um, And he was like maybe 35 or 40 years old. And that um, he he would come in and say how fascinated he was by her. uh, She had like gauges in her ears and she had tattoos. And so he was like all fascinated, like with her ears and piercings and her tattoos. And um, he would ask her questions about it. Like, did it hurt? Like, you know, when you stretch your ears. So she just thought he was making conversation, you know, while they were eating. while he was getting his lunch. And so um, he would sit down um, after she like ring him out and all that kind of stuff. And he would sit there just staring at her for two hours. So he'd eat his lunch, but he's staring at her and just watching her work for like two hours after that. She didn't think anything of it. He was, She was just like, oh, he's just a creepy regular. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like whatever. Well, about two weeks go by. And then um, she's in the store by herself because her manager had to leave to the bank real quick. So um, she's by herself and the phone rings. She answers it. And then the guy says, is this the girl with the nice uh, ears with the piercings? And she's like, uh, yeah, like, okay, who's this? And it's the, it's the guy, right? And so she, he tells her, are you alone in the back room right now? Are you working by yourself? So she freaks out and she hangs up the phone, calls her manager um, and tells her like, hey, you need to hurry back because this guy is like calling me and like, well, blah, 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 I'm by myself. Well, he called again after that and she would answer it. And then every single time, he would ask her, like, weird questions. Like, if she had a boyfriend, uh, why are you playing so hard to get? Like, um, I've been watching you or, Ew. like, things like that. And then uh, he would ask, like, what what she would do to him if he was there right now in the back room with her.
1: Ew. And like, all Ew. on the phone. Chop your dick off?
2: Yeah. Damn. So, the manager comes back. She tells her, like, everything. And so, she's like, okay. So, next time, the manager's like – he does this again. Like, we're going to call the cops. Like, you know, we're you shouldn't be doing you shouldn't be going through this. So he calls again in the middle of their lunch rush. Right. Um, but the manager answers it instead of her. And so she doesn't know what he told her, but the look on her face, her manager's face kind of like made the girl like shiver like, oh, shit. Like, what did she like? What did he tell her? So she said that the manager, like, slammed the phone down and immediately, like, called the cops, like, after that. But she doesn't know, like, what he told her. And the manager didn't want to tell her, like, what, what he said. So a week later, um, well, the cops come, right, and they take a report and all that kind of stuff. But then that was pretty much the end of it. So, like, a week later, she's clocking out um, and she's getting ready to walk to her car. Well, she sees the guy standing by her car and she realizes that she left her back door unlocked so she's watching him from like afar and he doesn't see her but she sees him climb into her back seat and wait there so she's like pretending to act like she's leaving but telling her manager like he just climbed into my car call the cops he's there right now so the manager gets the phone calls the cops they come they find him hiding in the back seat and um they find him with um a rope A butcher knife and a rag with chloroform on it. Oh, my God. (laughs) What the hell? Yes. So she was, like, that she was very lucky because she was, like, if I hadn't looked up and looked out the window when I did, she's, like, I would have, like, went to my car and I could have been dead right now. And I was, like, holy shit. Like, she saw him climb into the car, like, with all of that. That was, oh, I don't like that. I have no words. (laughs) And he was, like, an old man, and he came in, like, all the time, every single day, and then just, like, got infatuated with her.
1: Motherfucker. Lock your oh, cars, lady. Yes. Lock your Always cars. make sure your car is locked.
2: <laughs> I lock mine, like, twice. I hear the beep, beep, and I'm like, okay, good. I do You're it, good. like, four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so scary. Yep. I can't. I got, I got chills from that story.
2: A butcher knife? A butcher knife.
0: Rope and chloroform oh
2: my god <laughs> hell
0: no. he, like, yeah so that means like he stalked her and waited for like the
1: perfect opportunity to do that
2: mm-hmm. like he knew i don't imagine he might have known she her shift been
1: late coming out like even a few minutes late
2: or if her manager wasn't there that night just by herself and yeah. she was completely by herself Mm-mm. see that's why i don't mm, Scary. Um, you know too? Like
0: I remember like working in the mall and when I was a manager and there was some nights where we had to cut hours and like our closing person had to leave before the store was closed. So I would have to close by myself. And like that was my deepest fear. Like that somebody was just like watching me and you I was by myself. And like especially because the malls were closed, the way we had to leave was through the back of the mall. Through like the through alleys. that long <gasps> alley hallway to the car and like it was super dark all the time like
2: oh hell no i always
0: had to like either have my mom on the phone or like tim on the phone with me when i was
2: like working there hated it oh no i there there was um one that i had read where she had a stalker um and he would follow her to class and like all that kind of stuff but he would never approach her if she was like with a friend or like a group of friends so i'm like traveling packs (laughs) travel in clothes like like yeah. oh Lord. all right guys
1: let's see let's start with my first story I got this one from reddit um username is Silence hacker Ooh. so it says I'm a tw- I'm a twitch streamer and I have a crazed stalker I've been a twitch streamer ever since my YouTube channel got permanently suspended after some questionable decisions I've made. Despite this, my loyal fans still follow me wherever I go on the digital landscape we call the internet, especially this one obsessed fan I have recently received numerous emails from. Usually, I'll just ignore them, but the emails have started to become a little strange to say the least. The first couple... Two or three emails were innocent fan messages about my gaming skills and little inside jokes I have with my audience. But the next one was a little more than just an inside joke. So I'm going to read the first email. Why don't you respond to my messages? I love the game Doom Eternal, and I think you should try it on stream sometime if you haven't already. Even though I know you mostly play multiple player video games i just love watching you your streams and i love the brown reclining chair you have in your living room oh <laughs> so weird right So <laughs> now obviously i thought this was a troll email from a fan who just desperately wanted my attention so i ignored it but then the emails got more specific the next one said Are you still ignoring me? I was wondering if you were willing to let me come over to hang out. We could do a 24-hour stream together. I'll come over on the 24th. So be ready for me, Alex. Ooh. This email was the one that told me something was up. He knew me by my middle name. My middle name. I've never shared that information with anybody. Though I figured it wouldn't be hard for someone to find out my full name if they did enough research. I figured he... Or she was just trying to grab my attention again. A part of me was really tense about the date he chose to tell me about, the 24th, because that's my birthday. I've never told my audience about it because I wanted it to be a surprise when I announced how old I was turning. The day of my birthday came around. I was sitting on stream with my chat, watching a YouTube video, and I heard a knock on my door. When I went downstairs to open the door, I saw a beautifully wrapped gift with the words, happy birthday from your biggest fan. After I got the gift, I immediately went back to my room and I closed the stream. I was so scared. I didn't even open the gift. I was literally shaking. I put out my phone and called the police. When they came to investigate, they just took my name and didn't do anything else. They just told me if it comes around again just give us another call i gave myself a moment to calm down and then i made a tweet addressing my problem and i told my fans i'd have to quit streaming for a while until this was solved now this was edited like a couple days later and it said hey hey y'all epic gamer 26 girlfriend speaking since the night of his birthday he's gone missing if anyone has any information Please contact the appropriate authorities. I just want my boyfriend back. No! He went missing. Oh, Shut up. Shit. Mm-hmm.
2: What the hell? Uh, Give me chills. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. So they
1: have. Oh, now I'm to look him up on Twitch. You should look. I'm going to look the the him up hell? on Twitch. Really? Mm-hmm. So his gamer tag, I mean, it was EpicGamer26. But, um, yeah, I wonder if it's real or if it's just a Redditor. Wait, was it his actual girlfriend or was it like? It just says Epic, Epic Gamer's girlfriend speaking. So maybe he had a girlfriend and. What the fuck? I don't know. This is kind of weird. Are you looking it up? I don't have a Twitch, so I can't look it up. My eye twitches sometimes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh my god. Is it real? I'm all, Oh shit. <laughs> the eye. I mean, there's one on here, but uh, how long ago was that done? Um, let me look at the Reddit. 178 days ago.
2: How much oh, so it's recent. Yeah.
1: Oh shit.
0: There's one on here, but it says the last live was five months ago.
2: I That's- got you. <gasps> Stop. No.
0: And he has nothing on here. Like, there's no content. There's no about. Like, there's nothing. Nothing on here. Because so, when you go, when you real, go, when you go live on on Twitch, like the I I believe what Tim told me is that that live stream stays on for so long and then it gets deleted. Okay. And to keep up with the content, you go live and the the. The um, video stays there and eventually deletes after so many days. So there's nothing on here and there hasn't been any any um, activity since five months ago.
1: And that's about a oh, hundred and something days, right?
2: Oh,
1: I got you. Oh, <gasps> my God. You guys. Oh, my oh God. My God I'm gonna he's missing. <gasps> oh, damn. Damn.
0: He, lo- he looks pretty young, too. Poor baby.
1: Well, if anybody yeah. has any information on yeah. Epic Gamer 26 that's his name. Uh, right? Yeah, make sure Epic you call Gamer. the
0: authorities.
1: Oh, my Holy God. Holy shit. I got the chills. Me too. I thought it, you know, Reddit is unpredictable. It's either fake or real. But I guess he really was seeking for help on Reddit. <gasps> and his girlfriend edited it.
2: Wow. I have Oh, no my words. God. Ay, Dios. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. I maybe it's a fake account. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Either. Still, Do you have any information. Next, I'm going to do celebrity stalkers. Oh. Celebrities. We're going to start off strong with Jennifer Lopez's stalker who actually lived in her pool house undisturbed for six days and posted creepy pictures of his stay online. Ooh. So um, this guy's name is, let's see. John Dubies, Dubies, I don't know how to say his name. So he's an obsessed stalker who allegedly managed to live in Jennifer Lopez's pool house for six days without being noticed. Posted creepy pictures from inside the grounds online um, as he ranted about being married to her. So online yeah. he was posting like, I love my wife, um, me and J-Lo forever. And then he even went and he carved like their initials like on a tree branch. He posted pictures of him holding a box of chocolates Mm -hmm. on his mouth and he was like um let me read it hold on what he said it said something about something like oh um oh j-lo always sending me gifts but it was like a little raggedy ass box of chocolates so anyway they couldn't he was there in the pool house and he would take pictures and post them and um like put them online and then people were asking him like the neighbors like who are you? And he would just be like, oh, I'm like a security guard just while JLo's away. So the thing that's creepy is he was actually living there for six whole days before they figured out that he was in her pool house, sleeping oh on the couch. Oh my God. So um, she was on tour. So she wasn't there. Thank God. But, you know, that was JLo's. Now we're going to go into some other stalkers. And this is from, Scaryforkids.com. .com. I I love that website <laughs> so much. Website. <laughs> so this one is about Rebecca Schaefer and Robert John Bardo. So in 1986, Rebecca Schaefer was a pretty young actress who appeared in the TV sitcom My Sister Sam. 19-year-old Robert Bardo became obsessed with her. He built a shrine to her in his bedroom and sent her numerous letters he even hired a detective to find out her address when he saw her in a love scene in one of her movies he became enraged he believed she was losing her innocence and then that she needed to be punished so he went to her house rang the doorbell When Rebecca came to the door, he told her he was her biggest fan. She signed an autograph to try to get him to leave, but he pulled out a gun and told her he was there to rescue her. Then he shot her in the chest and ran off. Her neighbor called an ambulance, but sadly, by the time she reached the hospital, Rebecca was dead. Bardo was arrested and the next day and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So he went in and killed her. Yep. Oh, my God. Number two, John Lennon and Mark Chapman. Oh. (laughs) Mark David Chapman was an obsessed fan of the Beatles. He was especially obsessed with John Lennon. In 1980, he hung around the outside of the Dakota building in New York, where John Lennon and Yoko Ono lived. When John Lennon was leaving the building, Chapman approached him and got him to sign a copy of his album. Later... When John Lennon came back to the building, Chapman pulled out a gun and shot Lennon four times, killing him. He remained at the scene reading The Catcher in the Rye and told the police that the novel was his statement. He pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 20 years to life in prison. I did not
2: know he sat Mm -hmm. there reading Catcher in the Rye. Really? So he Mm -hmm. wanted to
1: get
0: caught.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. This one, we all know.
1: You're from Texas, you know selena and yolanda in 1992 selena was a well-known and much-loved latin american pop singer they called her the mexican madonna yolanda saldivar was an obsessed fan of selena who set up a fan club for her but in 1995 selena learned that Saldivar was stealing money from her fan club and fired her a few weeks later, Selena agreed to meet with Salivad in a motel room to discuss things. During the meeting, Salivad pulled out a gun and shot the singer in the chest. Selena managed to escape and she ran to a nearby hotel lobby where she collapsed. Before she died of her injuries, Selena managed to name her killer. After a nine-hour standoff with the police, Yolanda eventually gave herself up and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So we all know this story. I mean, it made the list. So yeah, yeah. and
0: we work. Me and will work with somebody who actually worked with Yolanda. Yeah,
1: because Yolanda uh, was an a nurse. RN. Yeah, she was a nurse at University Hospital. So the thing that makes me so mad is that she, Yolanda, states that the she was showing Selena the gun, and that the door accidentally oh. hit her hand and, and she shot. Off. Yeah, but I heard that if one. you're an RN. People were saying that they heard her like screaming, like "Come back, you bitch!" Like to yeah. Selena, if you're an RN, you're not gonna you're gonna be trying to save her life. Yeah, she she did mm-hmm. none of that. So, and um, just our, makes me so our mad. coworker
0: did say that she was always talking about Selena, like she was always like, "Yeah, Selena, this, Selena, that." Yeah, sure, I'm gonna leave to go work with her, and like yeah. all of a sudden, and, like, like, constantly, always see y'all talking later. about later. Like, and she said that while she was working with her. Stuff or like money was always going missing from like people's purses and lockers. She would steal And after money. she left, the stealing stopped.
2: Uh-huh. Oh my this god! Hoe. Yeah,
1: this stupid asshole. Sorry, it's just crazy. She makes me so mad. And then she
0: was like, "Yeah, she was like." And then like a few like months later, or however long it was, I see her on the news that she killed Selena.
2: <laughs> Imagine so like oh. Okay.
1: Mm. Number four, well, I'm just going to read the ones that I know, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so this is Jodie Foster and John Hineke. After watching Taxi Driver, John Hineke became obsessed with Jodie Foster, who was only 15 at the time. When she was going to Yale, he enrolled as a student in the university in the university, <laughs> so he could stalk her and slip poems and messages under her door. To show her how much he loved her, he tried to assassinate President President Ronald Reagan in 1981. He managed to shoot Reagan in the chest, but luckily the president didn't die from his wounds and made a complete recovery. After that, Hinckley I, I cannot say his name. hinckley Hineke, was confined to a mental hospital where he remains to this day. So he's in a mental hospital. Jody Foster. Uh-oh. Let's
2: see.
1: Oh, this one is scary. Teresa Saldana and Arthur Jackson. In 1982, 27-year-old Teresa Saldana was a beautiful upcoming actress. She had an obsessed fan named Arthur Jackson, a 47-year-old drifter from Scotland who had traveled all the way across the globe to meet her. Jackson's plan was to find Saldana, kill her, and then join her in the afterlife after he was executed for her murder. He hired a private detective to find the phone number of Saldana's mother. Then he called her and pretended he was trying to contact Teresa about a movie role. Saldana's mother gave him her daughter's address and Jackson went to her house and waited outside. When Teresa came out, Jackson stabbed her 10 times with a hunting (gasps) knife. Luckily, a delivery man named Jeffrey Fenn happened to be passing by and heard the commotion. He rushed to her rescue and subdued Jackson. Saldana made a full recovery and Jackson was given a 12-year sentence. What? 12 years. 12-year sentence. Why? Because he didn't kill her? Yes. What the fuck? Motherfucker. Oh, that makes me mad. That doesn't make sense. I know, dude. These just keep getting creepier and creepier. So this is, I can never say this artist's name, Bjork. Think? Bjork. B-J-O-R-K. Yeah. Bjork, b-j-o-r-k bjork bjork and ricardo the icelandic singer bjork had an obsessed and deranged fan named ricardo he made videos in which he ranted about bjork sent bjork a booby-trapped book in the mail his plan was that when bjork opened the book a small bomb would detonate detonate Would go off. Detonate. (laughs) I don't know how to say it. So the small bomb would go off, spraying acid on her face, which would burn it off permanently and disfigure her. He said he wanted to be the one person who changed her life the most. So after he mailed the package, he made a video in which he took off his clothes, shaved his head, and painted himself red, green, and black. Then, while one of Bjork's songs played in the background, he committed suicide by shooting himself in the mouth. Thankfully, his plan didn't succeed, and the parcel bomb was intercepted in the mail before it reached Bjork. So it didn't reach her, which is
2: good. Dude.
1: I'm only going to read one more, and this one is kind of creepy. So, two criminals, one named Mark Stock and one named Tanner Ronnie, planned to kill Justin Bieber. <laughs> they wanted to track him down, chop off his private parts. <laughs> With garden shears, they wanted to give Bieber's boy bits to their buddy as a souvenir. So, their buddy was doing a life term in prison for the murder and rape of a 15 year old girl. So, when the, le- the police found out about their plot, um, they were arrested, but they were really gonna try to mail his dick and balls too. But, like, was,
0: was this when he first came out when he was like 10 years old when he was young? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, but was
2: like the guy a fan or? Like, that's just weird. The, Maybe he did was they obsessed randomly with him. pick Bieber. No, he was obsessed with him.
0: The guy in prison
2: was, was obsessed, obsessed with Justin
0: oh, Bieber. Okay. He
2: wanted
1: to gift him the dick and
0: balls baby, as a gift.
1: Baby Justin, 10 year old
0: Justin. Right? That's how old he was, right? He was when like 13, he was 13, 13, 13. 13. Yeah. Still but he was that's so
2: specific. Like, specifically, you want to cut off your private parts with garden shears. Yes, yes. with garden shears. Like, shares. what the fuck? That's so horrible. Okay,
1: I'm going to read one more. I forgot. This is the one that, that, um, really freaked me out this is paula abdul's story so paula abdul had a stalker named sandra goodspeed who appeared as a contestant on american idol so she would like literally try out all the time just so she could see paula abdul she became so obsessed with paula that she sent her more than a hundred letters called her numerous times and then on the phone calls and made a number an uninvited visits to her house so she would just show up at paula's house I don't even understand how they get their addresses, dude. I don't understand that either. (laughs) It says she even got her name legally changed to Paula. So eventually she committed suicide outside of Paula Abdul's house by taking a bunch of drugs. So she just killed herself in front of Paula Abdul's house.
2: Like, how do you find the addresses to... These stars' houses, like, they're so hidden. Like, how do you find that?
0: I think that's what's so scary, to you about becoming famous like that, is that you're exposing yourself to deranged people that yeah. are just, like, become obsessed. Like, the one that, that always makes me sad, too, is, like, Christina uh, Game- Grimmie. Oh, Christina yes. Grimmy He was, like, obsessed with her. And he showed up to one of her concerts, shot her, and was going to kill himself. But her brother jumped on top of him and stopped him. Right, right. He's jumped I on top think, of him and stopped him from killing himself. I, I think so. Remember. I thought that's what happened because he's in prison, isn't he? I thought he was. Ugh. That's sad. Like it's, it's just real so sad. it's just sad. Like these people <sighs> become famous and people think that they live the best life, but
2: Yeah. It's scary. Cause then people think like they have the right to your life. Mm-hmm. Like it's just sad. because you're famous.
0: That's scary. All of that's scary. Oh, that's scary. oh I don't I don't like that.
1: So, <sighs> People are scary. They're not all safe. Mm-mm. You can they can have as many bodyguards and security, but you never know, mm-hmm. right?
0: It's scary. And uh, we were actually talking about this earlier that there's different types of stalkers. Mm-hmm. So there's um, some psychiatrists. They develop several stalker profiles. And guys, this is like online. On WebMD, this is, like, on psychology of stalking. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It is in
2: psychology books. I know
0: that for sure. Yeah, it is in psychology books. But, you know, if you don't know, this is, like, a diagnosis. Yeah. So, like, you can be diagnosed with, was it? Uh, it's like obsessive, something compulsive, obsessive disorder, yeah. or compulsive
2: obsessive disorder, something, something like that. It,
0: yeah. it has, it's, it's related to that, right? Yeah. So there's uh, different types of stalking. So there's the rejected stalker. This person was rejected in a relationship that they perceived it as an insult and they feel wounded and they are seeking vindication for it. The resentful stalker. These are self-righteous, self-pitying people who may threaten, but they are least likely to act on it. And then there's the intimacy-seeking stalker. Uh, They believe that they are loved or will be loved by the victim. Often, uh, they focus on somebody of higher social status. This is a person that is mentally ill or
2: delusional. So these are all those stalkers that were obsessed with those stars. Yeah. Um, the incompetent stalker is a person who's socially backwards they don't really understand social rules involved in dating and romance and they don't mean any harm so these are the ones that like won't necessarily like act on things right? no they're just like obsessed they just like I think that's those are the ones that make like shrines and stuff Ugh. like that, probably like
0: Helga from Hey Arnold, or maybe <laughs> like that the college one you were saying the about, college one. That yeah, guy, he was just like obsessed with her. Like he was just like, wanted her. to go out with her,
2: and yeah, and then um the predator one. This one's about sex and like gratification, control, violence. These are the stalkers that don't necessarily know the victims. Um, the victims may not know that they're being stalked, but a predator plans their attack, rehearses it. Has lots of sexual fantasies about it as well. So these are the people that will act on it and actually do something. This
1: was that sick fuck, Dr. Ramsey.
2: Yes, that's him. That's like one hundred percent him.
1: Disgusting! Oh My mm-hmm. God,
2: that's so crazy. Like, I just why do why did I have to have a daughter? Like, why? why? Even girl, mm-hmm.
0: the well, even yeah, the boys me, too. Boys aren't
2: safe either. Nobody's yeah. safe. Like. That's like there's going
1: to be stalkers everywhere. I
2: had um I didn't like read the full story, but the one that I read a little bit it was the boy had an ex-girlfriend who was like psycho crazy and um he got a new girlfriend and she was like call her and stalk the new girlfriend and like tell her like that's my boyfriend like why are you with him? He's with me. He I'm the love of his life. So they eventually broke up, but then years later he got married, right? Or like engaged to somebody. So then that here comes that ex-girlfriend like crazy stalking the girl. And she actually, like, stabbed her with a fork. With a
1: fork? <gasps> with a fork. <laughs> yeah, like she Yeah, she not
2: she didn't die or anything like that. But she mm-hmm. stabbed her with a fork. Like, I think they arrested her or something. But So,
1: they
0: actually even posted, like, red flags. So, like, when you immediately meet a person, um, you start getting, like, several phone calls or emails right after meeting them. Obviously. Like, yeah. There's something wrong with your head yeah um and then there's another one uh that's another red flag is that the person is clingy controlling or upset if you want to spend time with friends or family and like i feel like this can also go for like boyfriends too yeah i i had i had an ex-boyfriend who was like that like he like completely isolated me from my friends and like i was always fighting with my family because of him um i wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend at the time and like he like i was just like brainwashed. And, and I wouldn't really necessarily say he was a stalker, but I will say, and I feel like this is very ballsy of him, is that my parents after like I got over this phase in my life, my my dad, my mom and my dad told me that he would purposely pass by the house when my dad was outside and just smirk at my dad, like, hmm, what are you gonna do? Oh. and I had no idea. Like my mom would tell me, my parents told me that they saw him passing by the house, but I had no idea that every time my dad was outside, he would like purposely look at my dad. Like I'm here. What are you gonna do? Like just like oh, I bet pass by and I like, just
2: beat the shit out mm-hmm. of him. Oh. I'm
0: sure he did. But like yeah, like there's uh, it's just horrible. Uh, and then they say, uh, make sure you tell somebody what's going on. Don't keep it to yourself. Like yeah. yeah Tell someone or tell everyone, tell your employer, tell your friends, tell your family. Don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel like it's in your head. Don't feel like you're crazy. Like you need to tell somebody because if something does happen, somebody has to know somewhat of what was going on. Yeah. Uh, Gently. And they say gently, but firmly tell the person you decided to move on. Don't get drawn into discussions of why. Just say the situation isn't right for me or I'm not ready yet. Whatever you need to say, but just gently do it. Don't jump in it. Don't be aggressive because... Don't make them mad. At this point, it could end badly. And then they say, you know, if this doesn't work,
2: obviously take legal action and make a report and do what you got to do. Because sometimes if you get like aggressive, that's like, what do they say? Like they like to get a rise out of you Mm -hmm, or something like that. Mm
0: -hmm. But uh, so according to the Stalking Resource Center, 7.5 million people deal with stalking every year. 370,000 men are stalked annually, so that's one in 45 men. More than 1 million women are stalked every year. That's about one in every 12 women that will be stalked in their lifetime. This is how many individuals who have experienced stalking victimization at some point during their lifetime in which they felt very f- fearful or believed that they or someone close to them would, would harm or kill them. If you Or someone needs help, please check out the Stalking Resource Center website. And if you need immediate assistance, the Victim Connect helpline provides information and referrals for victims of all crimes. And they can be reached at 855-4-VICTIM or 855-484-2846. Also, go to your local police. Call 911. Mm -hmm. Make sure you tell your family what's going on. Yeah, Tell somebody. You're not crazy. Like, the take care of yourself yeah this is scary it's a scary world yes it is and we love you guys and we want you guys to be safe so that's why we decided to give that information
1: out yes ma'am
0: this is a very heavy scary
1: episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) scary
0: and scary scary Scary, like real like real life scary (laughs) like Real people, alive, scary people, like not ghosts, demons, like (laughs) not things I can open up my Bible and say a prayer and they'll go away. Like this is like people
2: that won't go away. (sighs) It's just freaky. It is. That's why I don't like going to a whole bunch of like crowded places. (laughs) That's why I don't like people. Yeah. I don't like to go anywhere. Like I don't
0: like to take Sabrina anywhere. I don't like to take Jason, especially Jason. Like now I'm a mom of two and like I just want to keep them home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I ha- if I have to go somewhere, I'm like, Tim, can you stay with the kids? Or, like, if Tim's at work, I'm like, Mom, can I drop... Like, I will literally call my mom and be like, Hey, can I drop the kids off with you so I can go to the store? I Like, I don't trust myself. Mm-mm. Not that I don't trust myself. I don't trust other people around me when I'm with them. You know what I yeah. mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they're scary. so innocent, too. Like, ugh. It, they... I mean, not that they don't know, but they don't know. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I'm, they don't... A lot of people prey on... Young like kids. the elderly
0: that are with their grandkids, or like single moms. Like I have, I have a lot of friends that are single moms, and I just you know when they say that they're at the store, I'm like, be careful. Call me if you need me. Do you want me to go with you? Like it's yes. just scary. The world is just a scary, crazy place. But yeah. just everybody stay safe. Be
2: careful. Watch your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Always <sighs> tell somebody where you're going.
0: Even if you feel like you can't talk to your friends or your family, like you can always talk to us. You can email us, send us messages on Facebook. Like, It's a no-judgment No-judgment zone. zone. But don't send nudes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's always a rule. Don't send don't nudes. Don't send nudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> but really, if y'all feel like y'all can't go to anybody, you can always come to us. Uh, we have a lot of listeners uh, that have emailed us yeah, uh, about certain things going on in their life. And uh, our doors always our emails, emails, and messages are always open, open to you guys.
1: And there's three of us, so one of stress. us is level headed. Level headed.
0: Yes. <laughs> and uh, Nick and Tim are our bodyguards.
1: Yes. And Drew. Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Drew's our big
0: bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. We can knock you out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like we said, just make sure you stay safe. And until next time, remember to always.